You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And today we're going to do a little tune-up. We're talking about Marriage 101. We've got 10 tune-up checkpoints for you. Yeah, you know, we've reached the end of another year and we thought, you know, it's a good time to just check in and say, how's your marriage doing? Yeah. Have you given it any thought at all? Are you just coasting along or, or hopefully you haven't run off the road, but maybe if you have, <laughs> maybe it, you know what? a good reminder. That's right. We're going <laughs> to help you pull yourself out of the ditch and move along. Right. So we're not marriage experts and we're not actually parenting experts, but we've each spent 30 years being married. Well, coming up this coming year is 30 years for us. Mm-hmm. And y'all, y'all were 30 years well, yeah, this year. Yeah, 30 long years. That's 60 years of marriage experience. 30 great years, yeah. Yeah, we've got some things to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we all need to tune up now and then. And we we know there's seasons of marriage. I mean, it's like a, it's like a child growing. There's seasons of marriage that are particularly hard, just like there are seasons of parenting mm-hmm. that are particularly hard. So first thing I would want to say is, if it feels hard, don't panic. Right. It's normal and natural. And it's just different for everyone, too. You have a different dynamic in your marriage than we do, even though we're good friends. Oh, yeah. And I have um, friends who have been married longer than we have and I know are totally committed to one another. And their marriage is a lot more work Mm. than ours is. But that doesn't mean it's not fulfilling for them. And it's not um, been a blessing to them Mm -hmm. and that in the ways they've had to grow and um, stretch to reach one another. Right. In love. Yeah. And um, like you said, there's different stages and phases. So um, a lot of people think being a newlywed is super easy and super, you know, you're coasting along. But there can be some struggles and challenges with that, too. You're learning to live with a new person, all the quirks and foibles they have and in-laws and things. you got to navigate all that stuff. So maybe it's just it may not be all roses and butterflies. Oh, absolutely not. I think most people's first couple of years of marriage are really hard. Mm-hmm. And you're learning, like you said, all the new things and you're creating new family traditions and you've got all the in-law stuff going on. Refer to our in-law episode (laughs) for some solace there, some comfort. But yeah, there's definitely seasons. And I would say now the season of life that you and I are in has been unexpectedly challenging. Oh, yeah. In terms of your children launching out into the world and now you're rediscovering, okay, life with just the two of you again. As different people totally than we were 30 years ago so it's like a whole new marriage here's this you're a different person I'm a different person and we've got a whole new life ahead of us it's really odd but good yeah it's odd but good I said it's like being um newlyweds but with money (laughs) (laughs) which makes it a lot more fun a little easier yeah (laughs) the joints may be a little creakier but we got more money to go have some more fun (laughs) that's right so there's there's benefits to each season so, okay, before we get into our um, 10 tune-up checkpoints for you, I just want to take a big picture look at what marriage is for. I love this quote from T.S. Eliot. I go back to it again and again. He said this in his book or his essay on um, the aims of education. He said, before you know if something is working, you need to know what it's for. That's true in so many yeah. areas of our lives. So marriage according to scripture, is for a male and female image bearer of God to commit to one another for life, to fill the earth with children and subdue it, and to exercise dominion over it. 
That's just a fancy way of saying that we're supposed to make the world beautiful and ordered and create families. And then later in scripture, we see Paul telling the Ephesians that marriage is a picture of Jesus and the church. So when we give our marriages attention, when we love each other well, then we help the world see who Jesus is and who we are as his people who follow him. Yeah. I like I like the way of putting it that we're making God bigger to the world. Mm, I love that. Showing his what it's what's good about a relationship. What's the goal? I like that too. I I love what you just said. So 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 good. So let's let's talk about our top ten. Okay. Well, number one, let's just get right into it. Be proud of your spouse. You Mm, chose them, mm. right? You liked them. Um, Say that you're proud of them. I don't think this is bragging. I think it's just honoring them. Yes, absolutely. It, it, and it's maybe it's easier to do this when you're first married because it's fresh, right, and new. And then you get to know one another. And even though you're both changing through each season of marriage, it's easy to just start taking what you love about them for granted mm. and just going, "Oh yeah, of course he's patient, right? Oh yes, of course he always makes my coffee in the morning." <laughs> you know, right? Or you get to be friends with other couples and. As always, comparison is the thief of joy. So mm. you, you're friends with these other couples and you're watching how they interact and you're, everybody's kind of learning how to do this marriage thing together. And you're kind of like, well, he makes coffee for her every morning. Oh. <laughs> and you kind of notice the little gaps and the mm-hmm. absences, maybe more than you would the positives. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. And you're right, Bonnie. You said uh, to me, words have power and saying things out loud into the universe fosters belief systems. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We start we start crafting our stories by what goes on in our heads, the stories we're telling ourselves in our heads, and what comes out of our mouths. Right. And I, I am such a firm believer that we need to be talking about our spouses proudly in public, whether they're there or not. Because you know how it is, ladies. We can get together and we can chat and a lot of things comes up about our husbands you know oh well he doesn't do he never does the dishes or he never helps out and it turns into this gripe session and then you come home and you're not feeling like the warm fuzzies well it's no wonder mm-hmm. it's no wonder so what you're saying in public what you're putting out there in the universe is gonna affect your feelings it is i remember uh, as a young married woman back in the early 90s mid 90s being part of a Bible study group, and it shockingly was what you're describing. It was just everybody was newlyweds, people were disgruntled, and I didn't have the maturity to kind of like redirect the conversation. I was just like, I'm out of here. Mm. I'm not here to talk about my husband in that way, and so I just dropped out. What it would be better to do is to is to try and redirect that conversation to something that's positive. Right. Certainly you can help. You can reach out to a friend for help. Oh, yeah. It's not that you can't ever say anything negative or, yeah, like you said, ask for help for sure. But to just be constantly in a kind of a sour, dour, Debbie Downer kind of thing with about your husband all the time doesn't do anybody any favors. It doesn't. So in the spirit of that, let's say two things we're proud of about our spouses. Okay, I'll go first since right. I since I required us to do this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, uh, I will say I'm proud of David for always working so hard for our family. So in the years where you're building your career and times can be tight, I was staying home with the children. He always just worked and worked. I never doubted his work ethic. Mm. He would like hustle and jive and do little jobs on the side if he needed to to provide for us. So, and then even now 
that I'm not working and we don't have any kids in the home. I just am appreciative. Like yesterday, I was able to have flexibility in my schedule to go run and see my daughter and granddaughter who needed a little extra help and do some things with other young moms that he allows me to do because he provides for our family so well. So thank you, David, for doing that. I'm also proud of how you never, ever, ever have raised your voice to me. This is a true statement. Like we've definitely disagreed and Uh argued. He has never raised his voice to me. He's never yelled. Hmm. And so I think very few men can say that. That's probably true. (laughs) That's probably true. Bob rarely I can't see him doing that. No. And it's only because our interaction styles were so differently. I thought for years that he didn't care. Like I would get Mm. mad about something and blow up about it. And he would have such a calm, you know, patient demeanor that I thought he didn't care. He just didn't have any emotions at all. So he learned he kind of had to blow up back at me (laughs) to show that he loved me, which is weird in all kinds of ways. Anyway, but that's understanding your wife. It is. That's learning your wife. I mean, I don't want you to scream at me, but like have some opinion about yes. Mirror my intensity, please. Mirror it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, well I'm proud about um proud of Bob because he is always positive. Um, I used to call him the eternal optimist. He always had something positive to say. He would always turn the story around if I was griping about something or um, depressed about something. He can always find something positive and be uplifting. So that's one thing. I always joked um, with Bobby about this. That he's the person you want on your jury because he is always going to oh think goodness. the best of you. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, do you still believe OJ is innocent? <laughs> cannot ever be on a jury he can't do it (laughs) he just believes the best in you which is a beautiful quality yes and the second thing i would say is that there's never ever been any doubt in my mind that uh, of his integrity um he is the most honest person i've ever known Hmm. he just doesn't have any deceit or lying in him at all complete faithful trusting person i would i could trust him with anything oh that's beautiful so see how fun this is so, so fun I, we could just go I on i know see and then it makes you want to go home and be nice to your yes. husband yes so, so do do more yes. of that yes yes do that ladies okay second one is flirt okay i i don't think i do this enough oh. so i'm a little convicted here so remember when you first met that there wasn't even something you had to be on your radar you court you just flirted yeah as a matter of course you just did it naturally mm-hmm and so, you know, all their jokes were funny. All their ideas were brilliant. You couldn't wait to see them, talk to them, spend time with them. It's a good, that's a good practice. We'll do it by text sometimes. Yes. We'll be flirty through the day. Yeah. I think it's, it just brings some joy back into the relationship. Sort of some unexpected mystery, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that every flirtatious move has to lead to something, something. <laughs> Which we'll get to. <laughs> we'll get to later on. I think it's right. number 10. But it's just, I, especially for women, I think it just keeps the spark alive. I think so Because you don't want to just go through, you know, a whole week of nothing and then boom, on a Saturday night, right? You right. want to keep flirting and have that affection and, um, you know, foreplay starts in the kitchen on a Monday, right? Right. Definitely <laughs> in our house it starts in the kitchen. <laughs> Ask our kids' friends. So seriously, I think sometimes women have um, trouble with this because we have bad body image. So yeah. we don't feel pretty. Yeah. Or we tell ourselves we're not pretty or we wish we were as thin as we were when we were younger mm. and all the things. So this really does um, merit just a moment to say, watch yourself talk. Yeah. It, you're worthy of flirting. Your husband finds you desirable. I would say generally husbands find wives more desirable than wives believe 
I that their husbands that. are saying. Yeah. I was just talking to someone yesterday, actually. I was like, you know, at some point I realized, like, you don't even need, you don't really need the lingerie. No, it's, oh my it, goodness. You mean, you don't really, they, they just like you. They like you. They want you. That's right. Is what they want. And so, you know, I used to be like, oh, I got to shave my legs. I got to, no, just be flirty. Just have fun. <laughs> right. Just it's have some so, confidence. Yeah. It's so confidence building. Yeah. And husbands, confidence. when they respond well to that, that's really confidence building. When they flirt back, mm-hmm. you know, as a woman, it's like, yeah, I am desirable. Yeah. Yeah. Great so advice. like if you're kissing them goodbye in the morning, just linger on that a little <laughs> bit. Make them go, huh? What's that uh-huh, all about? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Do do the fun things. I don't have to tell you what they all are. You know what they are. <laughs> okay. Number three. Uh, check in. Bob and I talk about this a lot. A lot of times I think we lapse into what I call being married singles. So he's doing what he does and I do my thing and like we share this calendar and the electric bill, right? But um, <laughs> sometimes if I don't give attention to it, my girlfriends might know more about what's really going on in my life and my heart than he does. So um, one good practice that helps with this is having like a check-in time and, and we might call this couch time or kitchen time or whatever when our kids were little just to allow some time with just you. But um, just a phone call during the day. Or it doesn't have to be hours and hours of let's talk, honey. We need to talk. It's just checking in. So what's going on with you? I love that. We we do better if we do this um, briefly two to three times a day. I'm not saying we do it every day mm-hmm. two to three times a day. But the best days for us are when we check in in the morning and maybe five or ten minutes on the sofa after we've had our quiet time. And then um, a phone call or a text mm-hmm. during the day. Phone call's better, but a text will work. And then we check in in the evening. Yeah. of the rest of the day how'd your day go he's the talker i'm not and so he he can easily like tell me report his entire day to me at yeah. the end of the day i get tired i do too rehashing all the details <laughs> i do too but it's more than just a rundown of here's what was on my calendar yes it is but for me like it's sometimes i've had conversations i want to like unpack with him yes too and like get his opinion or yeah see what he thinks about it and so sometimes it is just going through the day Mm -hmm. but sometimes he bob will come home and say well here's what happened at work blah 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 blah. and instead of being like okay great you know check move on (laughs) see you tomorrow morning (laughs) it's kind of like well what did you think about that yes or have like ask another additional question and check in on why why did you tell me that story like what's in there that you really want to you know discuss and he's really good about doing that with me just well how are you doing today Yes. Or comes up and gives me a little hug and stays there for a minute. Like, mm. I'm just I'm just taking care of your heart for a minute right now. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's so good. And it is, you know, we're tired and it's dark at night. Oh. You know, it's dark at 430 <laughs> now know, and my it. brain just shuts down. I'm like, I don't want to do any more talking. Same. I just want to sit in front of the TV. But don't just do that. Don't let the TV be the thing that's connecting the two of you. It's a terrible device for that. Yeah. It's a good device for escape, but it's not really a good di- device for connection. So take the time to check yeah. in. It's really worth it. Um, and I would like, well, put in their prayer too. like text each other a prayer during the day. That's a great check in and a great encouragement. Um, but it also lets you, you have to say, well, what can I pray about? Then you've got to say what's on your heart. That's a great little check in. It is. You're right. David's good at that. He'll tell me like, oh, I've got this really heavy appointment or I just found out, you know, a client has a. A terminal illness mm-hmm. or something that's heavy like that and he'll ask me to to pray about that you're right so good yeah to stay involved in each other's days uh and i would just add 
one last thing like beware of that kind of checking in with friends of the opposite sex mm. i have a lot of friends guy friends but i'm not coming to them to tell them the things i feel really deeply about i'm just yeah. not i just don't think it's best practices um it's kind of an intimacy that you should reserve for your girlfriends and your husband i agree i have a couple of girlfriends who if they need to contact my husband they just text us both Mm. So that I'm in on the conversation. I'm like, that's a, that's a, just a practical thing to do. And, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be, it's not an intimate reason. It's just a respectful. Right. Um, it just gets rid of interact. all appearances of that's any right. possible. That's right. You know. Yeah. It's a, it, it was seemed really wise to me. Yeah. All right, Bonnie, you put this on here. And I didn't even know this word. Number I four. This. Beware of fubbing. Yeah. Fubbing. Fubbing is like snubbing, but it's related to the phone. So every day your spouse tosses out bids for attention, asks a question, glances at you, makes a comment, and each time you ignore them or don't even register that they're trying to get your attention, it's a negative in your relationship column. So whatever's on your phone is never more important than the person in your life. Say that again (laughs) for the people in the back. Boy, this is a big pet peeve for me. Yeah, Uh, so fubbing is P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. and I just—you're so current, Bonnie. I just love. I, I know I'm known for that. Kind you of are. Being hip you and are. Stuff, right. Um, be alert to these bids for attention. I mean, you're with, and this goes for your kids too. But oh, I know today so we're talking true. about children and pets, mm. which is so sad. Oh. I watched. <laughs> I, I'm really bad about this with our dog. Like she'll come up and, you know, sit there with her little brown eyes and, just sit there real patiently, and you can tell it's eventually put her chin on my knee like um hello I'm here and you know kids will do that (laughs) and and your husband will do that too but I think um our husbands tend to give up Mm. where our kids will persist yeah um even take our little take our faces (laughs) in their hands and turn our heads toward them I've seen kids physically do that Mm -hmm. and a dog might persist but a husband tends to give up after a while um so don't let that happen what does a wife do? This wife gets angry. I get miffed, I get, but I, get I give up too. I don't. I, I'm i like, that is so rude. <laughs> I just asked you a question and you were looking at your phone. <laughs> like, especially on a date. So, yes, ladies, we, on a date. we dated without cell phones and then early married years without them. And then they came into our world. Mm-hmm. And so we had to set some rules up for date nights and things like that, that the phone goes away at the dinner table. Right. This may seem like straightforward to you, but for us, it, we had to like set some boundaries there so that we made ourselves available. Right. Because you'll go to dinner and you'll see couples out there. Oh, it's terrible. In a I restaurant. Hate to see it. Neither one is looking at the other one. No. They're not having any conversation and they're just staring at their phones. It, well, why are you even out together? It grieves me. <laughs> and then it makes me angry because I guess that's a go-to emotion for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Surprise, surprise. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm appalled. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, phones are great. And and texting is great for staying in touch with people and stuff. But they have their place. And you need to keep them, keep them in their lane. Right. I know some, I mean, if you're medical and you're on call, okay, you got to have it around. I understand that. But if you're having a conversation with somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Bobby's had to have his phone around him. 
Some, when he's when he's on call mm-hmm. and like we've not known it we've been we've been out with you guys and we've not known it and you you got so mad and then i was like thinking to myself like that's kind of rude bobby <laughs> and then at the end it came out it was a client it was a patient right and he had to he was on call he had to answer but we just didn't know so yeah the doctor the doctors the medical professionals out there we understand but it would behoove you to say hey just a second i gotta take this this is a work thing right Right. An emergency or whatever. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Just don't fub your spouse. And, um, you know, you go to bed with your phone and you're sitting there scrolling yourselves to sleep. Don't do that either. Don't do that. <laughs> That's hard. All right. Number five, time. Well, some people have quality time as their love language, which means... I'm raising my hand over here. That's how (laughs) love is best communicated to them. That's how they feel love best. Yep. But we all need to spend time with our spouses, whether quality time is one of our love languages or not. Time is finite. Yeah, we start realizing that as we hit middle age. Yep. You know, I have a lot clearer boundaries in my life. I don't have time for relationships that aren't deep and meaningful and valuable. Mm. You just see things a little differently. Right. And... I'm sorry for all of you who are married to someone like me. The bottomless pit the of bottomless time. bottomless <laughs> black hole of quality time. It just is never ending. Mm. And so we just, we love to spend time with people. And it doesn't even have to be like engaging all the time. Just sitting beside each other. Yeah. Being in the same room together. It's quality time. So if you have, this as one of your top love languages. Talk it out. Use your, use your check-in time mm-hmm. to talk about, hey, what does that look like? How will you feel like loved in this way yeah in what I do how can I make you understand that I care and that time's important to me well you know it's hard in the children raising (sighs) years time is precious right right you don't have very much of it but we all have the same amount we all have the same amount we learned that in our toxic time messages from the default (laughs) parent thing so um yeah the the foundation of this is because relationships don't work unless you spend time on them mm-hmm. so if you like each other if you married one another presumably you want to spend some time with each other so just be deliberate about that um, leave some white space on your calendar so you can fill in some date nights and some weekends and maybe a night away every now and then and a vacation um, maybe with, a lunchtime. with the new year coming up this is the perfect time sit down with your calendar on date night and just book them out. We had a young couple last year do this, and they booked out—I don't know—it was a quarter or a half a year, yeah, of date nights. And can can I just tell you, if there's any husbands listening here, the glee in that mom's voice oh. when she told me that they had booked those out? She was so happy. It gives you something to look forward to, yeah, which is also part of quality time. Yes, like those regular date nights. We scheduled them every school year, so based on the activities our kids were in Mm -hmm. we knew which night was more doable and that would change from year to year sometimes so one night was date night one night was family night the kids got a night too Mm -hmm. but I'm surprised at how many young women I have to convince that this would be good for them to do or couples like the men too for that matter yeah your days just if you don't do that deliberately your days are just going to fill themselves up though they will with urgent you know semi-important urgent yes Yes, the urgent precedence. stuff takes is jumps right to the tyranny. Right, so you just gotta oh. say nope. That's reserved for yeah. me, me and you, buddy. So, so yeah, do it, do it, do it. You know, and we've said this before, but I'll say it again. If you can't afford, you know, a sitter and a date, do a free date. Mm-hmm. Get creative. Put the kids to bed and have your date after that. Eat mm-hmm. your dinner once the kids are in bed. You can make it work. 
you, you know, there are tons of ways to make this work. It's just a will issue. Yeah. You have the will to do it. All right. Number six is to encourage, encourage one another. To say it another way, notice each other. Yeah. So this is another love language some people crave more than others. But we all need encouragement. I'm raising my hand on this one. <laughs> I'm the encouragement. Yeah. So, I mean, would your husband say, yeah, I'd rather not my wife praise me or communicate encouragement to me? Yeah, I hate it when she does that. No! Of course they want you to do it. Yeah, so find something your spouse is doing well and notice it. Or find something that's really hard that they're struggling with and encourage them in it. Right. Um, are they facing something tough? Maybe they, t- maybe they did something special. Maybe they tackled something that... Um, you didn't want to do or they took the, something off your plate well say so and don't put any butts in there <laughs> i love how you loaded the dishwasher i love that you did the dishwasher but you know the bowls are supposed to go on top yeah don't yeah. do that you ruin the whole thing <laughs> yeah it's like the if you're doing the backhanded compliments you might need to take a moment and assess your your relationship and why are you pulling out the passive aggressive <laughs> yeah communication there what's what's going on Um, Yeah, if you find it hard to encourage, then usually there's something else going on below the surface a little deeper. This was a a big family identity thing for us. So encourage one another and build each other up. Build each other up. Mm -hmm. Was a verse that we went back to again and again. It's actually at the end of a passage on the second coming of Jesus. Hmm. So it's sort of like spurring you on to like, hey, you can do it. You can persevere. You know, this day is coming. It's kind of got a little bit of a warning in there too. (laughs) But... Um, but for us, we just used it in, in every way. Like that's what we were going to be about yeah. was encouraging each other and building each other up. I'm your person. I've so got this your is back. What's such a blessing about not only community, but, um, marriage doing life with somebody else. Like if you're by yourself, you're not getting that mm-hmm. as much. That's right. Hopefully you are in some area with, with friends or whatever, but you're not living with somebody day in and day out and. I mean, gosh, you're right there. Just do it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt you. We've had a guest on our show who lost her husband, Lavi Little. Mm-hmm. That's a great episode. If you have someone in your life going through that, go back and look at that episode. But she has said to me and to others, you know, I miss my person. Yeah. It feels lonely without my person here. And that was her person who could always encourage her, who she always knew had her back, right. who she could turn to, who understood. Mm-hmm. Who gets all you the, all, the, all things. the weird things? And yeah, all the, all silly the things. things. So that's the uh, that's what we get to experience in marriage, and so take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. We only have today. So mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Say something. Say one thing nice every day. Let me tell the kids that all the time. Some kids mm-hmm. have kind of a negative um, outlook on life, and we would do that at the dinner table. You can't say anything negative until you say three positive things. Mm. So say that in your head mm-hmm. about your spouse too. It's a good discipline. Just the discipline of gratitude is Amen. is really excellent. Mm-hmm. I've I've started to to really work on that discipline myself, and it's amazing what it what it does to your outlook for the day when you start your day with that. Yes, three things you're thankful for. Yeah, so important. And we can find way. It go to start the list, and you can go way more than three. Oh yeah, there you yeah go. yeah. All right, number seven. Set a goal. Um, find something that you both want to do together, and I'm. A big fan of doing something like inward focus between the two of you and then also outward focus. How can we serve others in some way so that um, life is more than about just you? Okay, this is a cool idea. I really like it. 
um, what's the, give me an example of like something inward focused you might do the two of you together. Cause I can think of outward focus, like dancing, let's go take ballroom dance lessons or let's both learn, learn to golf or. Well, that's it. That's inward. So I would say those things are inward, like a new skill I want to learn. I, let's go. We want to travel to Fiji. Oh, that's an inward. And then outward would be like serving others. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like an inward discipline or something like, ah. um, not just a skill. Well, no, you could do that too. Like, okay, we both want to read through the New Testament in a year or we both want to, um, I don't know, learn how to perfectly cook an egg, something like that. Mm, I, I know a, um, a couple who they were like, we want to cuss less. They're, no joke, see? no joke. And they had a swear jar and they, you know, had to put money in the swear jar. Yeah, now that's an encouragement and a goal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay, that's a cool idea. Yeah. So the serving others, the outward focus is maybe you want to, um, maybe you want to start being foster parents. Maybe you want to mentor a young person. Maybe you want to um, teach a class together or um, raise money for some specific goal. So, you know, if you're a young mom, you've got two, three, four, five little kids, you know, an outward focused thing could be volunteering at your child's school together. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be part of, don't think that you have to always like add in something extra. Right. Um, to like make this actually work. I mean, it, it can it can be something that um, you're already doing mm-hmm. in your children's lives. So, yeah, and if you're, newlyweds you don't have kids like go teach a teach a nursery class that's at church together oh, one you Sunday. would bless those parents so much yeah and yourselves too you're learning and about each other and about families and children i think it's a great a great thing for newlyweds oh, seriously to do. the more we hung around people with small children the longer we waited it's to have totally children. great birth control <laughs> it's like, wow okay you ready nope me either okay good yeah i was good with the one sunday morning and now i don't want to do that anymore that's right i'm back to the gratitude thing i'm grateful <laughs> go home to quiet <laughs> oh, that's right so. okay so number eight would be uh worship together so i now we just said go volunteer we did at sun, on a sunday at church but try not to always be apart during the service mm-hmm. i think it's really good to go to church together and sit together so um you know hold hands during the prayers make that spiritual investment yeah, David was notorious for this. He would never let the kids sit between us at oh. church. He always was sitting by mom. They just knew, scooch, scooch, scooch on down the pew because dad's always going to sit by mom. Yeah, you can do this at home as well. So we were part of your small group, Bonnie, that mm-hmm. y'all hosted in your house. That was a huge encouragement to us spiritually in those early years of our marriage and ra- raising small children. Um, just reading a passage of scripture together, Um sending a prayer which we've already talked about to one another through Mm -hmm. the day um just making god a vital active part of your relationship and i like you mentioned checking in and saying like how did you see god today yeah that could be one of your check-in points i love that so that's like a mental that could that's kind of sprinkles through several of these like it could be a goal hey maybe we want to learn to listen more to what god might be saying to us um so then check in about that hold each other accountable Absolutely. I just got this great journal. It's called um, the Daily Kairos Journal. And it's got um, a section for scripture memory, gratitude, prayer, what you're reading, just a couple of little comments about whatever your Bible reading is. And then the end of the day is how did you hear God speaking to Mm -hmm. you? And it's amazing to me how the discipline of just writing those things down in the morning 
keeps my mind tuned. Keeps your radar up. Yeah, through the day. And, and then the, the end of the day or the next morning, you go, okay, now what did I hear? Mm. And you start to see little threads of mm-hmm. how God's trying to get your attention. I love that. Love that too. And I mean, share that with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Get their thoughts Beautiful. On and That's you cool. did that at the dinner table and we copied you. You were saying like um, you couldn't complain about anything until you said three things you were thankful for. So you did highs and lows. And then how you saw God working today yeah. at the dinner table. You mm-hmm. can still do that without your children. You can. You know, David and I could just do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Over our charcuterie board. <laughs> since I don't have to cook at night every night anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. So um, number nine, you ask, what can I do to help? I love this. David has gone through phases where he has done this a lot. And um, probably some something he heard from a men's group or a teaching. And you know what? I love it. That's right. I love it when he asks that. And um, I need to do that more. You just need to ask one another, hey, is there something I can do to help you today? It's kind of an immediate day-to-day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of just jumping in and assuming you know what they want or they need, just ask. Yeah. I think that's just a way of letting them, letting each other be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes the question is all you need. You don't even want to give them a list after that. It's just like, oh, you know what? Thanks for asking. But no, I think I've got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. David asked me this last week. He was like, hey, can you run to the bank and get this cash? And can you run go pick up this gift certificate for me? And I was, I'm like, yes. And you know what? It feels so good to like accomplish it on their behalf. It's like, hey, I'm, I was able to do this for you. Yeah. It's a way I can show acts of service. <laughs> way I can show love to you. Yes. So I, I love, I just love that. It's just communicating that you're on each other's side and you don't have to do even the little things you don't have to do alone. I love it. You know. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, when we think about sex, we think of pleasure first off, but married sex has a lot more power than that. It reconnects us. So this goes back to number three. Don't just be married singles or roommates. Marriage, like no other relationship, grants you this kind of turbo boost to cement your relationship. So don't leave it out. I know you're tired. (laughs) I know you've been touched all day by little people. (laughs) But um, if you can't say yes, then say, how about tomorrow? And then make that date. Yeah, you. I'm surprised at how much... This is like a big deal before you're married. Like you're so sexually attracted to one another. Mm-hmm. And then you get married and then life starts to happen and it seems to become a chore. Oh, like we can do that anytime. Anytime. So why don't, let's just do that later. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it's okay. And so I just, can I just stop and say what I always say when we talk about this is that the Apostle Paul, for crying out loud, told married couples to not stop having sex unless they're devoting themselves to a time of prayer and fasting. Mm. And that is such a practical command. So first of all, how many of us are devoting ourselves to a time of really? prayer? Really? I mean, come so, on. Okay, well, women, if you want a little break, <laughs> nominate said- one another for a time of prayer and fasting. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but seriously, it, it's, such, it's such relationship glue to um, be regularly having sex, regularly doing sexual things with your spouse. Right. And so be creative in this way. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things, do I, do I have to go into the details here? I mean, okay, yeah, go into the details. <laughs> we all love tacos, but every night doesn't have to be Taco Tuesday night. You know what I'm saying? You 
need to spice it up a little bit. Yes. If, if it's like, oh, uh, if you're in the time of life or you find yourself saying too much, ugh, again, then do something different. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. I could go, <laughs> I could get myself in real trouble here. But I'm, I'm just saying what I've noticed, and listen, we have been married a combined total of 60 years. years. Right. What we've noticed, young women, is that couples who stop having sex with one another, that is a harbinger of the beginning of the end. It's a red flag. It's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. It's serious trouble. Right. For your marriage. You need to get you need to get into counseling. You need to start having sex. And then if that's not working, get into counseling. Mm-hmm. Just it it's a real it's a real barometer of what's going on in your marriage. Yes, it totally is. And you kind of find yourself if you find yourself getting snippy or um, short or going into those complaining modes and things like that. A lot of times that's an indicator. It totally is. And you say just, okay, I guess we need a Tuesday night and we need a taco Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> I love, I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> it's not, but I'm I love just saying. It. I love it. So yeah, I've talked to young married couples. Um, I love being involved with people in all different stages of life. It's so much more rich yes. than just hanging out with people your own age. And so young married couples that I talk to, they'll notice this they're they're freshly married Mm -hmm. and they'll say oh you know if we're just getting a little snippy with each other we just think back okay how long has it been since we've had sex can it be that simple it can it actually can yeah it can as long as you're communicating about things you know i mean obviously obviously if it's painful or there's trauma or there's other things like that then you need to take care of that but communicate with each other like is that do i need to say that i know talk about stuff yes yes it can be just it's such a it can be such a source of joy mm-hmm. that's what it's meant to be yeah. it's meant to be a gift and so if it's not feeling that way then what's wrong you need to know what what it's for before you know if it's working so mm-hmm. if it's not working for you dig a little deeper right and start go back to number three start that flirting earlier mm-hmm. start the flirting earlier in the week because for women it's so much in our minds yeah you, you got to feel loved and seen mm-hmm. and heard. Mm-hmm. And and then the way you talk to yourself about sex becomes really important. Is it a drag? Is it something I have to get through? Is it some or is it something you get to do? Is it? Yeah. Is it something we get to do? Is it some a gift I get to give my husband? Yeah. Is it a gift for both of us? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fool around. Really important. Yeah. Don't don't leave that out. Try to say yes more than you say no. Yeah. Just say that. Absolutely. So this is so great. Okay, so that's 10. Don't don't feel like you have to go out this week and do all 10. Maybe you're doing great in some areas. Probably you are. Surely you are. But not so good in some other ones. So just pick one or two. Yeah. And work on those for this week. Yeah, don't... Um, what did we say um, earlier last week? I heard this three times. Anything worth doing is worth doing badly at first. So there you go. <laughs> so if you feel like you're doing badly at, at something... Good. That means you're doing it. Yeah. Progress. And you can progress to better accomplishments as you go through life. Just think how good you'll be at it in two weeks from now. Oh, I know. Little attention goes a long way, ladies. Uh, (laughs) That's right. And all of this goes for you and me too, Renee. We got to do. Absolutely. I know which couple I'm doing, but I'm not saying on here. (laughs) Taco Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) She's so spicy Mexican. (laughs) Pass the salsa. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, this, this is this is yeah. such an honor to live this out, Bonnie. Yes. I mean, it's just worth saying one more time. We're we're image bearers of God and and we get 
to live this out. It's a blessing to live this out. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a joy to, as John Stone Street says, push the Garden of Eden out into the rest of the world. Cultivate that garden oh, into that. the rest of the world. Like that's what we're doing, guys. Yeah, we need we need to be intentional about it. Right. It's more than just a financial, you know, convenience. Yeah. Love, it, love each other well. Love each other well. It's a beautiful vision of what it means to be human and what it means to be married. Mm. So, okay. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, you want to see our list of 10 yeah. to refer back to it, it'll be on our website at justaskyourmom.com. We're on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom and on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. Yeah, we would love for you to rate our podcast and leave a review if you're listening. And better yet, subscribe so you'll get each new Monday episode. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, we very often use them. So um, you can send us an email at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your Mom. Mom.